0: Letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local.
1: With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include the potential redesign of Interstate 94 between the two downtowns, new admission policies at the University of Minnesota, and its Aquatennial Week. But we'll begin with Minneapolis police investigating a deadly car crash on the north side involving a stolen vehicle.
2: It happened around 7 30 last night at the intersection of Washington and North 22nd Avenues. Officers believe the stolen vehicle, a Hyundai, struck a car driven by a male in his 40s who was taken to the hospital but later died. An adult female who was a passenger in the stolen car was also taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, but the driver had already fled before officers arrived on the scene. Note arrests, and no ID of the victim yet. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCO.
1: Rethinking Interstate 94, WCCO's Susie Jones has more on a project that's being put forth by the Minnesota Department of Transportation.
2: Interstate 94 was built some 60 years ago, at the time cutting through the African-American Rondo neighborhood, displacing families and destroying businesses. The interstate is not only historically harmful, but it is getting old. Melissa Barnes is with MnDOT where they're looking at replacing a seven and a half mile stretch of the interstate between Hiawatha in Minneapolis to Marion Street in St. Paul. But nothing is final quite yet. We want people to tell us what they like, what they don't like, what might work with them in their daily lives, what they see as a big drawback of certain alternatives. She says it'll be several years before any of this becomes reality. Susie Jones, News Talk 830-WCCO. I'm
0: Steve Simpson. University of Minnesota will no longer consider legacy or employment, along with race and ethnicity, when deciding who they'll admit. Following a recent Supreme Court ruling, it was last month that the high court overturned decades of precedent that allowed affirmative action in higher education. Since then, activists have sued Harvard for its use of legacy admissions, arguing that it gives an unfair advantage to mostly white children of alumni. The U now says they'll take a more holistic approach in deciding admissions, considering a number of factors, including academics uh, academics and context, that they say will take into consideration the individual circumstances that make each student unique. Even with today's rain, the
1: state needs a lot more to make a dent in drought conditions.
2: We're not there yet. We're And hopefully, like everybody else, we're hoping for some rain. That's Richard Rowland with the St. Paul Regional Water Service. He says if we don't get rain soon
1: we're ready to uh to commence to the next step and you know seeking uh, cooperation with our uh,
2: with our customers and residents he says right now st paul is in the minnesota dnr drought watch phase but it's getting worse and could move into the drought warning phase which would then lead to the voluntary outdoor watering restrictions should it get even worse they would move to a restrictive phase that means all residents would have to follow mandatory water restrictions or face fines Susie jones news talk 830 WCCO. st paul voters meet. May- be asked to approve another increase to their property taxes. A new early education proposal could increase property taxes to offset the cost of daycare and preschool for St. Paul families. The proposal, which is opposed by current mayor Melvin Carter, would increase property tax revenues by about $2 million a year. Ward 2 Councilmember Rebecca Naker, who backs the initiative, says the average homeowner would only see their bill go up by $16 in the first year and about $160 more in 10 years. A resolution to whether the measure will show up on the November 2024 ballot as well as language for a separate measure to raise $1 billion for roads and parks via a $0.01 sales tax increase is slated to get council approval on Wednesday. I'm Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: Minnesota Governor Tim Walz is kicking off a statewide workforce tour highlighting the state's investments in job training and workforce development.
2: The governor's first stop was to Bueller, a food equipment manufacturer in Plymouth, where they've had an apprentice program in place since 1915. The company partners with Hennepin Tech to find future workers, company spokesperson, Tracy Bear. We're very particular
1: in how to recruit and how to attract people to make sure we're very transparent in what the program is and why it's important for them.
2: Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development Commissioner Matt Verlick says starting in September as part of Drive to Five, companies can apply for about $20 million in money to create programs to get more people into the jobs in specific industries.
1: We're talking about technology caring
2: professions, education, manufacturing, and the trades. The governor says it's all about building a better Minnesota. Susie Jones, Newstalk 830-WCCO. I'm
0: Steve Simpson. Minneapolis City Council members seem to be leaning into a third option for what to do with the third precinct three years after it burned during the unrest that followed the murder of George Floyd. The council yesterday hearing details on a survey of residents showing resistance to two plans to keep a precinct near where the other stood at Lake and Minnehaha. Those surveyed were not asked about the third option, which is to move it to Century Plaza near the convention center. Councilmember Latricia Vita.
2: It's very clear as a result of this process, we've doubled down on the harm that we've already created for so many working class people in our city, especially as it relates to public safety and specifically policing. Um, and it's unfortunate that uh, Mayor Fry's administration thought they could manufacture consent around something that our residents have advocated against for quite some time
0: members yesterday voting unanimously to move the measure forward with a full vote expected tomorrow finally today
1: weather permitting the minneapolis Aquatennial torchlight parade will be held along nicollet mall wccos Susie jones has more on one of the many performers you'll see
2: Next level is a drill and dance team. They'll be performing tonight in the Aquitennial Torchlight Parade. Mary Watley says they have dancers and drummers from the ages of 5 to 21, but it's more than just performing. We provide structure, a place for youth to get together to keep them off the streets. That's our main goal. We don't want them on the streets. We want them doing positive things. The parade starts tonight at 7.30 on 12th and Nicollet and runs down to 4th. In Minneapolis, Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for
1: listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find Each Day's All Local and all of our podcasts at wccoradio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News
0: Talk 830 WCCO.